Uh, we shall stand up for the reading of the word. We shall read from the book of St. Jude. St. Jude is next to Revelation. It is the last book to Revelation. St. Jude is just one chapter, but we shall read uh, chapter 1, that chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. Tujia kusoma olinyolo kutanolomu kaga kuwechitabo chino chine suremu. And then we shall also read Second Peter. Kusomenemu petero echokubiri. Chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. Suremu kubiri olinyolo kutanolomu kutano. I would therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this. How that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Na ye njagala okuba jukiza ni wakuwa denga vionna mwabi manya omurundi gumu. Nga mukamu wafi buyamalu ukuluku laba ntumunsi ye misiri. Uluva nyuma na zikiriza abata kiriza. Neba malaika abata kuma bukulu wabwebo. Na ye nebale kechifocha wabwebe njini. Abaku umida munje gireze na kuzuna. Wansi wechizikiza uromu sango ugokulunaku orukulu. Uh, Second Peter chapter 2 verse 4 For if God spared not the angels that sinned but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world but saved Noah the eighth person a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an, an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. Wovanga katonda teyasonyu wa malaika wevayonona na ye naba sura murukonko naba waye ilio unya wechizikiza Okuwaku miro musango. Irana ata sonyu wansi eyeda na ye na onyanuwa omuburizi uovutu kilivu. Nebane omusamvu woka. Weyareta amataba kunsi ya watatia katonda. Edabo ya sasira weyasiriza ebibuga sodomo negomola na abisalira omusango. Ngabizikiriza ngabifula echo kulabilako eliabo abatalitia katonda. We may get seated. Uh, let us read also First Peter chapter three. First Peter chapter three. From verse eighteen. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, 
but quickened by the Spirit. By which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. Wangira ne Christu yabonya bonyezibwa, oruebibi omurundi gumu. Omutu kirivu, uruabatali batu kirivu. Atulete katonda, weyatiwa omubiri, na ye nazu kiziwa omoyo. Iragu ya gendiramu, nabulire mioyo ejiri mukomera, edda abatagonda, okugumikiza kwa katonda, wekwari ngakuri indirida muna kuzanua. Iriatu wiliari nga richa asiriwa, amazi mwegaru, amazi mwegaru kira abantu sibanji, May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Uh, this morning, I just want us to share on this subject of souls that are in prison now. Amen? Souls that are in prison now. Uh, uh, first, Peter, where we read last, eighteen. By which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Christ went and preached to spirits that were in prison. So souls that are in prison now. Their souls which are in prison now. As apparently they are now locked up in the prison of God. Just because of disobedience to God and the word of God. They are now locked up in prison. Waiting for the day of judgment. When God will judge them according to his word. And then he will throw them to hell. To the lake of fire. But now they are locked up in prison. First of all. uh, What are souls or what is a soul? The prophet says. He says that the soul is the nature of the spirit. Amen? In other words, uh, the real you is not this body. This body is just a housing that is housing the soul and the spirit. No more. It is a housing 
Kayumba that is housing the Rio U. A Kayumba gweke nyini mwotu de. Because the Rio U kubanga gweke nyini is not this body. Sigwe mubiri ogugola bako. God gave us this body to till the ground to contact this world with. Just like you see a car just having that body. But the real car maybe could be an engine and you know and the gearbox. Ne gearboxi. But when you talk of a car, the car is just the you look at the body. So in reality, man is not this body. This one is just a housing. Though we cherish it, we love it, clean it, dress it very expensively. You find someone putting on a golden watch, a golden ring, just jewelry, a lot of money. But yet he doesn't mind about the most important. But this is the soul. And the Bible says, the soul that sinneth, that soul shall die. So the soul is the nature of the spirit. They ask the prophet a question. And they were Asking him to differentiate between the soul and the spirit. Hear what he says here. In questions and answers, COD. Please explain the difference between the spirit and the soul. Well, now that is a hard one. But the first thing, you are a trion being. Just like Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is three titles going to one person which is Jesus Christ. And you are also soul, body, and spirit. Amen? He's telling us huh? we are also composed of three parts. Just like Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are titles that belong to our Lord Jesus Christ. So man is also a trion. He's composed of three parts. But it takes those three to make you. With just one of them, you are not you. It takes the three to make you. Amen? So, 
The prophet says, huh? we are made up of three parts. One time he drew those parts as he was teaching. We don't have a blackboard would show it here. He drew kind of circles. The body, this outward body, being the outs, the, you know, the, the, the outward circle. Then in that circle he put the inner one. Which is the spirit. And then the innermost circle was the soul. And he said, this body has three, has, has five channels or five avenues that lead to it. And those are senses. It has the sense of sight, of smelling, testing as you know them, hearing and feeling. Those are the channels that lead to the bottom. And then the spirit has channels also. Five of them. It has imaginations, memory, reasoning, affections, and conscience. And then he says, in that soul, rather in the spirit there is the inner one, which is the soul, the nature of the spirit. And that soul, it has only two avenues that lead to it. It is either faith or doubt. So if you believe the word of God, then God gives you the nature. God gives the spirit a godly nature. Amen? And if you disobey and disbelieve the word of God, then you have that satanic nature. Amen? Amen. The Bible says in Genesis, I think, chapter 2, verse 7, that God formed man out of the dust of the earth. And he breathed in his, in his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So, before the fall, man was a living soul. Because God had breathed in his nostrils his spirit the breath of life. But after the fall, he acquired that nature. The nature of the devil. That's why we come in this world as sinners. David spoke these words and said, I was born in sin. I was shaped in iniquity. I came in this world telling lies. We come with that satanic 
nature. But when we accept the Lord, then he quickens us. And he gives us his nature. A godly nature. You see? So the soul is the nature of the spirit. He goes on to say, if these eyes, if these hands, if this body stood here just as it is today, my body could be here, but me could be gone. What I am. You see, your body can be here and yet you are not here. Do you know that we could be seeing your body here this morning and yet you are not here? Maybe you are at home or maybe you are where you were yesterday, maybe you were in Gulu or We are just seeing a body here and yet the real you, you are not here. I pray this morning that we are all here to worship the Lord. So that's what the prophet is saying. That we can see your body here and yet the real you is not here. You see? My body could be here but me could be gone what I am. Whoever I am is in the inside of me. And it could go, it could it could go on. Or it could pass on. Amen? When somebody dies, you can see the body in the casket. But in reality, that person is not there. It is just a body. But the real you, you could be in either of the two places. If you accepted Christ and surrendered all your life to him, then you could be in glory. But if you rejected him, then you are in prison. As we shall be seeing. Locked up in prison. Waiting for the day of judgment. According to the Bible. There are only two places. That we go to. Religion has lied people. Like the Catholics believe that when you die, you go to purgatory. A place where you are given some punishment. Some light punishment. And then after that, you are taken to glory. That one is just the lie of the devil. You either go to one of the places. Amen? So, he says, eh? the soul is the nature of that spirit. 
that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it does nothing to you. It just changes or converts your spirit to a different soul. And that soul is a different nature. A different nature on that spirit. So the soul is the nature of your spirit. You see? At first, eh? your spirit, as we saw, that it has five avenues. Imaginations, reasoning, so So, when the Spirit of God comes in your spirit, the prophet is telling us he gives you a new nature. A godly nature. In other words, he influences his channels. You who used to imagine evil, now you will imagine things that pertain to God. You whose conscience was so evil, whereby you could do anything, you could kill, you could rape, when the Spirit of God comes on you, He influences that conscious. He influences the, the memory. He influences the, the affections. You start you know, loving the things of God. God gives you another nature. So the soul is the nature of the spirit. Is it a godly one or is it a, a, a satanic one? You see? The soul is the nature of your spirit. First you are mean and evil and you hated and you had malice and strife now you are loving. You are sweet. You are kind. See the difference? It's your nature. So your soul, it's your soul that is changed. The old soul died. And the new soul, which is the new nature, was born into you. See? Amen? You got a new nature. And the Bible says, the soul that sinneth, that soul shall die. And when God says that, he just means it. Jesus said, He who hears my words and obeys them, I'll quicken him and give him eternal life. And he said, if you hear my words, even if you were dead, yet you shall live. 
So the word of God has an effect. Change the nature of your spirit. And give you a godly nature. And give you a quicken your soul. And make it alive. Amen. He goes on to say. You see. Souls in prison. Now. Kati. Now, the soul of man is not the body of man. The soul is something that is the nature of the spirit. And then when the nature of man is dead, you see, the Bible says, we are dead. The scripture plainly tells us that we are dead. And our lives are hid in God through Christ Jesus. Sealed there by the Holy Ghost. Now it wasn't that your body died. It wasn't that your spirit died. It was that the nature of your spirit died. See? Amen? In other words, the nature of your spirit you who had malice and hatred and envy that nature died when you received Christ. And God influenced that nature of your spirit with his own nature. A godly nature. The nature which is the soul. Now the nature of your soul is God. If you are born again. If it is not, it's of the world. Amen. In other words, if you have never accepted Christ, then the nature of your spirit is worldly. It is satanic. You imagine evil. You memorize wicked things. Your conscience is dead. That's why you see people walking and yet their bodies are the ones that you see. They are imagining very evil things. I remember we used to stay with uh, uh, there was a neighbor a certain young man was renting next to my house. <laughs> and then that boy uh, he used to, in the morning, you'd see him playing cards. Throughout the day, they would be playing cards. He was a border border reader. Then in the evening, around six, he just leaves and he goes. Sometimes he's sleeping. During the day. But in the evening around 6. He his, his, his motorbike and he goes. Comes in the morning. That was his routine. We were surprised to hear. That that boy. He had been burnt. They burnt him light. 
Ngamulam. He used to during the day he would be playing cards. Musawe murunakwao yaberanga kubamata. Just see him around. Emisana onga tumulabawo. But at night, na yechiro. You would go to Northern Bypass. Yagena ngaku Northern Bypass. Waylay border border riders. Ah, never border border bani. And then he would rob from them motorbikes. Kati onaba nyaga kuzi pichi pichi. So one day, Katirumu, he was arrested. Yakuatiwa. Red-handed. Yakuatiwa rubona. And they chased him. Nebamogoba. He went and hid somewhere. Nagena naba konewe kweka. And during the day, they picked him. Nebamogwata. And they kept on following him. And when he was arrested around Kisasi, they just gathered, you know, tires and very quickly they got parafina. By the time police came, police he was just a heap of ashes. So you can see someone moving that the conscious is completely dead. He has no feelings. He's always imagining evil things. You just see the body moving. But yet, that person is far away. Thanks be to the Lord that he touched you and he quickened you and he made you alive and you are here this morning So in reality the soul of man is hidden far away. It is not this body. But that is what man is. He is a soul. Amen? Man is a soul. He goes on to say, anything that begins has an end. So therefore, the only way that you could have eternal life is to have that life that never did begin. But then your life did begin when you were born. When God breathed the breath of life into your nostrils and you became a living soul, then you began. But because of that nature that was in you, by nature, you were of the world. Alienated from God. You are actually an animal. That's right. Anyone, anyone knows that, that we are mammals. Man without Christ. The prophet says he's just an animal. Somewhere he says he's a beast. He's someone, he was saying, eh? who can see a woman carrying a baby, get the baby out of her back, throw the baby aside, and rape that woman. So, man without God is just a beast. But when 
God comes in your heart. And he influences that heart. And quickens it. Then he gives you another nature. That's what God has made us this morning. He said in Ezekiel, I think 36, 24. I will gather them from among the heathens. And I will bring them to their own. Country. I'll sprinkle clean water upon them and they will be clean. What is the clean water? It is the water of the word. And then he says, I'll give them another heart and another spirit and then I will put my spirit within them and now they will obey my statutes that is the work of salvation he gathers you from the different parts walks of life we were evil, we are born with that evil nature but through his grace and mercy he called us he's washing us through the water of the word he has given us a new heart the Bible says that he will remove the stony heart he takes away that Conscious that was dead, that could do anything, and it's not even condemned, and it's not condemned, and he gives you a heart, a heart that loves the things of God, and then he gives you another spirit, and the prophet says that spirit, another spirit is not. He's very, very spirit. But he gives you the spirit that loves the things of God. And then finally, he puts his spirit in you. And he makes you to obey his word. And when he puts his spirit in you, that is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then there you are a living soul. Oh, our God is so wonderful. Otherwise, we are born in sin. We are shaped in iniquity. We come in this world telling lies. Look at a man like David. When David backslid, and he committed adultery, and it was kind of his conscience was, you know, it was kind of dead to the things of God. The Bible says that when prophet Nathan came to him and told him just a story. You see there was a man there were two, two men. One of them was very poor and another one was very rich. The poor one had only one lamb. He could cherish it. Eat with it. Sleep with it. 
But then this rich one, he had flocks and herds. And when the rich one got a visitor, he went and got the lamb of the poor one. He got the lamb and killed it for his What would you do to such a man? And David said, that man deserves death. And Nathan told him, you are Nathan the man. You, you committed adultery with Uriah's wife. You didn't only stop there. You even killed Uriah. Oh, his conscious started coming back. And him being a child of God, the Bible says that he repented in tears. His conscience was quickened. Oh Lord, I was born in sin. I was shaped in iniquity. I came in this world Lord, restore the joy of my salvation. He pleaded with God until God restored him. Brethren, if you are a child of God, Sometimes we excommunicate people here. Not just to punish them. But for the destruction of the flesh, the Bible says, that souls will be saved. If they are children of God, a child of God will be condemned and will end up coming back and repenting and putting his life right. You see? So otherwise we are we are animals. So man was an animal. But he put this spirit of God a life into him and made him on the basis that he could make a choice. Now we think we are something. Just remember what we are. A cloud of earth. Uh-huh. That's all. And because dust thou art, to dust thou shalt return. So when you see this man walking down the street and he thinks he's somebody you know and he got a little education and things you remember it is a cloud of Indiana that's all and that woman that's all dressed up in shorts and smoking cigarettes and carrying on down on the street twisting as if she owned the whole country it is a cloud of Indiana dust and that's the way it is it, is turned, it will turn back to dust. So you are not very much to begin with. See? That's right. That's what you are. But that soul that is in there. 
That soul is what, is what God is working on. Amen? So this body that puffs up people and they feel educated. They feel they are wealthy. They don't want to believe God. The prophet is saying that one is just dust. Through dust you came, to dust you But the most important thing and he says, God is working on that soul. Brethren, we are here this morning. Our prophet told us, he said, church is a house of judgment. It is a house of correction. We come here to be judged. And the Bible says, if you judge yourselves, you will not be judged with the world. In other words, you as a believer, God has extended his hand of grace and mercy. And you have understood. So if there is anything that is ungodly, when you come in the house of God, God's intention is to correct you. Is to purge you. So that you walk right. Just like David did. It is a precious thing, brethren, this morning. To know the truth. The world outside there is blinded. They don't know where they are going. After here. But thanks be to God that God has been so merciful to reveal to you all his plan of redemption everything that pertains to him. And yet the world is so blind. So the prophet is telling us God is working on that soul. He's working on that soul. He says, if you can only get that nature of that spirit to agree with him, then that nature dies. The love of the world dies, and the things of the world are dead. Because if you love the world or the things of the world, the love of God is not in So the soul is the nature of the spirit. Now let's go back to where those souls are now. Souls in prison. Where we read in that scripture uh, in Jude, Let's go back to those scriptures where we read as we are starting. Jude chapter 1 verse 5 to 6. Verse 5 he says, I would therefore put you in remembrance though you once knew this. How the Lord 
having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Amen. I will therefore put you in remembrance. Who are those ones he's talking about? He's talking about you and me. He's reminding us that he delivered the children of Israel from Egypt. But those ones who did not believe, he destroyed them in the wilderness. Amen? He saved them first. Brought them out of Egypt. And then had to destroy them. Because they didn't continue with their message, you see. Do you believe you have a message this morning? So he's reminding you. Those ones. Also had a prophet. Just like you have a prophet. They had a message. Just like you have a message. They also left. Just as you left. But because of unbelief. Very few reached. Most of them were destroyed wilderness because of unbelief. They didn't believe their message. They didn't believe their messenger. Moses. They didn't look to that God who delivered them with a mighty hand after plaguing Egypt with And the Bible says that they chored Moses. And they told him, why did you bring us out of Egypt? To kill us in the wilderness. And God kept on destroying them one by one. And the Bible says that they reached the border. Very near to the promised land. But because of unbelief, Moses sent spies there. And they went and spied the land. And they brought a report. Truly, truly, the land is there. Flows with milk and honey. Here are some fruits that we have brought from there. But yet the whole city is walled. There are giants there. We are just like grasshoppers. When we compare ourselves to them, they brought an evil report. Until you are filled with a lot of unbelief. And they told Moses, Get us captains to take us back. And the Bible says that God swore by himself. They will never inherit that land. So they were destroyed in the wilderness. Do you know that redemption is twofold? 
God gets you from somewhere and he takes you somewhere. He had delivered them from bondage from Egypt to take them to the promised land. Just like he delivered you from the world a type of Egypt to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The prophet says our promised land is the baptism of the So when you allow the devil to lie you just like they had that report the whole place is walled. We are so small when we compare with we are just like grass do you know that the devil will tell you the same thing God cannot fill you you have sought for long but Maybe God is feeding others for you. He will never feel you. Brethren, we have to struggle. We have to believe God. That God who got you out of the world and sanctified you is more than able to feel you because that is the purpose of your salvation. He called you to fill you. He who has sanctified you. He who justified you. Won't he fill you? So because of unbelief, they were destroyed in the wilderness. Verse 6 of Jude. And the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Amen. Angels which once stayed in heaven but did not keep their estate. They fell away and now are in everlasting chains of darkness. Kept in this condition until the judgment of the great day. When they will be judged with all the rest of the unbelievers. Amen. He says there were angels in heaven. They left their estate. They left their positions. And God cast them in prison. Chained there. Waiting for the day of judgment with the unbelievers. Do you know that Lucifer was an angel like Gabriel? The Bible says that he was a great angel. Let's read um, Daniel chapter 4. 
Isaiah chapter 14 Isaiah sura ya 14 The angels who left their estate the malaika bavam before byabwe have been thrown down basuribwa mukomera Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12 Isaiah 14 runyirwa 12 How art thou fallen from heaven O Lucifer son of the morning How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations for thou hast said in thine heart I will ascend into heaven I will exalt my throne above the stars of God I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north I will ascend above the heights of the clouds I will be like the most high yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pits They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee saying is this the man that made the earth tremble and and uh, did shake the kingdoms Ntingo gude okuva muguru Ailosifa gwe munyenye eyincha omwana wincha ngoto medwa okutuka kutaka gwe eyameganga amawanga noyogera mutima gonti ndiri nyamuguru ndigurumize ntebe yange okusinge munyenye za katonda erandi tula kulusozi olwechibina kunjuyi ezenkomerero ezobuchika obwakono ndirinya okusinga ebire webikoma ndifanana ngoyo ali waguru ennyo nayo lisibwa emagombe kunjuyi ezenkomerero ezobunya abo abana akulabanga bana akukeberanga nebakulowozanga ngabogera anti yewuno eyakankanyange nsi eyanyenyanga obwakabaka amen Lucifer was a great angel. Lucifer yali malaika wa amanyi nyo in his position. Mochifochi. But when he rebelled, neyebo ya jema. The Bible says that God cast him from heaven. Bible ega makatuna namo kasuka okuva mukuru. And he fell with a third of the angels. Nagwa nechimu cha kusatwe cha malaika. And now they are locked up in prison. Katibagalidwa mukomera with chains. Munjegere waiting for that day of Amen. So God is no respecter of any person. You see? You Second Peter. Chapter 2 verse 4. For if God spared not the angels that sinned but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment and spared not the old world but saved Noah the eighth person a preacher of righteousness bringing the flood upon the world of ungodly kuba obanga katonda te yasonywa malaika bwe bayonona na yena abasula mu lukonko nabawaye eliyo bunya obwekizikiza okubakuumira omusango era natasonywansi eyedda na yena awonya nnuwa ombulizi obutukirivu ne banne omusambu bokka Amen. Amen. He did not spare angels. Now will he spare you? He didn't spare. Those rebellious people in the days of Noah. You know some people say God is so merciful. 
Will he destroy the whole world? But in the days of Noah, he destroyed the whole world. Save only eight souls that paid heed to his word. The Bible says that narrow is the path and straight is the way that leads to eternal life. But broad is that way that leads to destruction. So God is no respecter of persons. Brethren, we have to carry out our salvation with fear and trembling. If he didn't spare angels, then what of a human being? You see? First Peter, uh, the last one we read, the third chapter, verse 18. For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. You see? He what? preached to these people in prison. Which sometimes were disobedient. When once the long suffering of God waited on the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. Edda, abata agonda, okugumikiza kwa katonda, wekwa linga kuli indirida, muna kuzanua, eriato, weyalinga, licha asubibwa, amazi, wegalo, kilabantu, siba anji, jemyoyo omunana. Amen? The Bible says, Bible yegamba, Jesus went and preached. Yesu ya gena na abuulira. To souls that are in prison. Souls that God gave a chance. Souls, the Bible has told us, souls that experienced the long suffering of God. In, in the days of Noah. Do you know that those people were given 120 years? You see, our God is so long-suffering. He's so patient with us. He gives you all the chances. And he will never bring any man to judgment without first warning. In the days of Noah, he was quite long suffering. 120 years as Noah preached. But the Bible says that they ridiculed. God closed the door of the earth. And they all perished. And here the Lord goes and preaches to them. 
not to give them a chance because their chance was already over. Because the moment you leave this body and you die then you have no any other chance. They were given enough chance. Enough period. 120 years. But when they rejected, Jesus had to go and preach to them. Just as a witness, you people, you heard the word of God. Wasn't it preached to you? For 120 years. Now you are here in torment. And there is no any other chance. I for you. And he just left. The prophet says, when he died on the cross at Calvary, he gave up the ghost. And then the spirit was taken to the throne of God. And the body was buried in the tomb. And then the soul of the Lord Jesus Christ went and preached to those souls in prison. You see? He says here, now after Jesus had clearly come and identified himself and he prophesied after the days of his prophecies the people rejected him. That's right. And he preached after they had rejected him. Remember when he was preaching there was a possibility that people got saved. We don't know who they are. Those are predestined people. You see, we don't really know the number of people that got saved in the days of the Lord Jesus Christ. But at least we know that the twelve disciples believed on him. Even there were many others. Because in the upper room there were 120. Amen. And he says, but he continually preached. But after the days of his preaching, his ministry continued. It continued on. Because the last group he preached to were the souls that were in hell. And they could not be forgiven. I clearly read that from the Bible. From First Peter. He went and preached to souls that were in prison. Locked up. Until the day of judgment. See? And he says the judgment is not now. And there is no burning hell now. If somebody tells you that a guy is in a burning hell now, that is wrong. Amen? People are not in hell now. 
But the prophet says, the moment they die as unbelievers, God sends them in that prison. A place of torment, as we shall say. And he locks them there. Awaiting the day of judgment. When they will stand before God. And God will judge them. And then after that he will throw them to the lake of fire. Which is hell. You see? He says a judge of this earth is just enough. Is just enough never to condemn a man until he is brought to a trial. Exactly. And God will never throw a man into a fiery furnace until first he is condemned by God's own law. He rejected mercy. He first has to have a trial. And the trial is the great white throne judgment. But now he's in a place called the prison house. Amen. Brethren, can you imagine? You are locked in torment. I don't know for how long. And then after that, God raises you. He gets that soul. And the prophet says he will dress that soul with a very, very body that sinned in it. That the soul sinned in. And then you will be judged. And then he will throw that body in hell. The lake of fire. You see, the Bible says eh? those people who died. Will put, put back these bodies. The very bodies they sinned in. It says that the sea will bring forth its wrath. Amen. In other words, those people who died in the sea, the sea will bring them back. And they will put on the very bodies. Let me see if I can get that scripture. Of the judgment. If you can get it quickly before me. Revelation. 20. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is Revelations 20. Let me see the verse. 13. Okay, let's start from 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. 
and there was found no place for them. Nenda bentebe yobwa kabaka enene injeru no ye yali ajituddeko eguru nensi ne biduka mu masoge erate byazulirwa na chifo. Oh, the one who sits on the throne, even the heavens and the earth feared him. You see, the Bible says, Bible our God is a consuming fire. He is so merciful and long suffering. But the Bible says that is a terrible thing to fall in the hands of God. Amen? So even the, the earth and the heavens, they fled away. Verse 12, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of, the, of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell was cast into the lake of fire. Okay. Abafune basaliruo musango. Mwebi ebya wandikwa mbitabo. Ngebi kolo abyabo webyari. Nenyanja nereta abafu abalimu. Nokufa na magombe. Nebireta abafu abalimu. Nebasaliruo musango bulimuntu. Ngebi kolo abyabo webyari. Nokufa na magombe. Nebisuriwa munyanja eyo muliro. Eyo kwekufoko kubiri. Amen. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Small and great. Not small in size. But those people who look kind of inferior now, they are poor. They don't have education. But yet they are sinners. You see, those people, according to the worldly standards, they are small. They are nobodies. But as long as they don't accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, though poor, though beggars, still. Era, in their smallness they will appear before him masoge, and they will answer era, even the great ones abamanyi, the great artists they will also appear The great you know, footballers. The great athletes. Great. The rich. People 
people were considered to be rich, they are great. People admire them as great men. So the great and small. They will all appear. Whether you are a president, whether you are what, you will appear. Small and great. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Abafune basaliro musango mwebye byawandik mambitabo ngebikolwa byabwe bwe byali You see? The books were opened. Ebitabo ne bibikulwa and also the book of life. Ne kitabo echo bulamu. What are the books? Ebitabo byebiliwa records. Ebyawandik webikwata kubulamu bwo. The prophet says, nabiyagamba. Everybody has a record. Buli muntu if you are a sinner, you have a record. Right from the age of accountability. Any sin you committed, the angel put down. And there are records. Books. But then there is also the book of life. God will judge them. According to the book of life. And what is the book of life? It is the, the word of God. How did you take it? Do you know? That God sent us a prophet in this age with one purpose to take us back to the Bible. That is the message. So how have you treated that book of life? Amen? So the small and great the books were brought out. And they were judged according to the book of life. The sea brought its throne. The earth brought its throne. And then after that, they were thrown in the lake of fire. Apparently, they are in prison. You are either in glory or in prison. Brother Branham preached about dimensions. Brother Branham Yabudira Kumitendera. And he said that there are seven dimensions. Nagame mitendera jirimusamvu. And human beings Abantu. We the human beings. Fabantu. We live in three dimensions. Tubeira mitendere satu. There is the, 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 the dimension of light. The dimension of matter. And the dimension of time. That's where we live. Because of this light, because you can see, 
You can know that that one is a blue car, the other one. But someone who is not in that dimension, maybe a blind person, he cannot differentiate. He cannot say, maybe know whether Fred is tall or short. He just hears him speak. He's not in that dimension. Then the dimension of matter, the things that the things you can touch matter and then the dimension of time. Because now I can see oh maybe I've preached for long because I can look at a clock. Dimension of time. You can know now that the year is soon ending. July is ending. We are remaining only five months for this year. It is coming to night time. You see, the dimension of time. We live in those three dimensions. Then the dimension of sounds and pictures which you can receive by science. We are not there, but science can bring it to us. And the prophet says that, like here, there are so many voices. There are many pictures. But you need a gadget. Maybe a transceiver. To capture those voices. And you bring them to you in a radio. And you know you hear them. You need a TV. To capture. And now you see maybe there was. Museven uh, was on a rally somewhere. Chitugum. Now you are seeing it here. Science can bring you that dimension. Though we don't live in it. But we have many voices. The Bible says. Eh? I think it is in Matthew 12. Whichsoever idle word you speak. You will answer for it. On the day of judgment. Voices don't die. If you speak an obscene word, it will keep ringing. It is only the blood of Jesus Christ that can bring it back. If you repent of it. So every idle word, you'll answer for it. Voices are there. They don't die. So that is the fourth dimension. Then the fifth dimension is where the lost souls are. It's the dimension of Satan and where the demons are and the lost souls. A dimension of darkness. A dimension of horror. 
And then the sixth dimension. The dimension where the saints go. When they leave these bodies. They are dressed up with their theophany. And then they are there resting. In the sixth dimension. Then the seventh one. Where the Lord Jesus is. Our prophet experienced the fifth and the sixth dimension. He narrates his experience when he was still a young boy about 14 years old and he was, they had gone hunting with his friend and his friend mistakenly shot him. He shot his leg and he bled to death. And they took him for, a, uh, for a, a, an operation. Put him under anesthesia. And when he was in that experience. God showed him that place. And when he narrates it. He says it is a place that is full of horror. He was kind of falling from a high height and he was falling like in a bottomless pit. Falling, falling, falling. And it was so horrifying. Full of darkness. Until he cried. And he said, oh God, help me. And he says, there was no God there. My father, help me. The father is not there. Mommy, help me. The mother is not there. And all of a sudden, he heard horrifying noises. People also falling from his top. Crying like that. When he turned to see, he saw women with painted faces. With all sorts of hairstyles. And they were also falling with lipstick. Crying and falling down. And he cried to God. Oh Lord. Just give me another chance. If you get me out of this place. I will serve with all my heart. And the Lord brought him from that place. So he tested and saw that place. And he says, God also showed him the sixth dimension. And he says he has no words to describe There is no word in the dictionary that can describe what heaven looks like. That sixth dimension. He used to think 
that when man dies he just becomes a cloud he starts floating and one time he was just sleeping a voice spoke to him would you like to see beyond the curtain of time and he said Lord would do me a lot of good and all of a sudden he was lifted from this body and he found himself floating and he could see his body lying down and all of a sudden he started moving he saw a wonderful land it was just like he describes it like the prairies as you would see exactly you know wheat and you know those vast gardens and then he saw a young lady coming towards him beautiful young lady walking towards him and she reached him he said daddy I'm happy to see you he said daddy who are you I'm Sharon your daughter but Sharon you died when you were just a baby. But here there is no old age. There are no children. Where is mommy? She's yonder those hills. Yonder. And the prophet moved there. She tells him, let me remain here. Waiting for Billy Paul. And he says he went and saw Meda. All the good things that he loved were there. Even his sofa set. Which had failed to pay for. Because they used to buy things you know, through higher purchase. And he paid for it, you know, you know, for it for a certain installment. Then he failed to complete. And the owners came and took it. He felt so bad. You know, with hope. And then there he found it. There. And hope tells, tells him, I don't want you to keep crying. We are so better off than you there. And he moves on. He sees precious ladies, sisters, they hug him. Oh, our precious brother, you are the one who brought us in this land. Who are you? I'm sister so and so. You are the one who preached to me. My sister was 90 years old. They are all youths. Around the age of 20. 2018. Good looking. Barefooted. Hair up to the And he asks the angel, Where is the Lord Jesus? And he tells him, You cannot see him. Now. He's in a higher dimension. So our prophet experienced the two 
places. The fifth dimension and the sixth dimension. He says here, as I saw the vision of both places, it has done by the grace of God, I say this, uh, I believe I've been in both places. And I've seen the redeemed and blessed and I've seen the lost and where they were. That's why I stand as your brother. Today, to warn you. To flee from that downward path. Don't you ever take that road. And if you have got everything to live for, live for that blessed upward way. Where the redeemed are enjoying peace. And they can't sin. They can't be sorry. There is nothing they can feel there. They are perfect. Having seen both places, I know that that's an awful statement for a person to make. But God is my judge. I solemnly believe I've seen both places. I believe that. You see? He says he's standing as your brother to warn you. He's warning us. Never, never, never take that downward path. Don't allow the devil to take you to that direction. Do you know that there are people whom God you know, has favored so much. And he, has, he has revealed to them this message. And yet they take it so lightly. They can afford to see in a bit. But brother, sister, you are just playing around with the treasure. People are blinded in the world. They don't know between right and wrong. And yet God has been so gracious to reveal himself to you. To show you the truth. And then you are taking it so like that. Playing around with it. Oh, may the Lord help us. He says, 
and offer it from any person ever entering those regions of the lost. If you are standing with hot wires, bored through you, tormented in every way, it would be not like that devil torment there is in that place. Singaba kwata waya, nebaji teka muliro, nemiu kanebaji kuyisamo, orumio bono kutulugunyiziwa, bitono nyo singo chigiragi yana, no kutulugunyiziwa kubera muche fochiri. Amen. It is a place of horror. Chifochi antisa. Can you imagine? They get wires. Maybe a hot wire right from the foot. Very hot. And through one. Then another one up And another one. And they are all red hot. They are burning. He says that place is worse. Can you imagine? There could be nothing. The human mind couldn't comprehend what those regions of the lost are. There is no way to explain it. And there is no way to explain what the regions of the blessed are. It is so great. The other one is horrible. And this is so great. It is from the ridiculous to the sublime. Amen? So, the other region of the lost it is a terrible place. And the prophet is warning us never to go that end. So it depends which way you take. God has given man choice to choose. That's why man is a living soul. An animal has no soul. It just has a spirit and a body. Because the soul is the intelligence. It is the one that makes choice. Whether to, you know, between good and bad. So God gives you choice. To choose. And he says, this is the way. Walk in it. God has given us all that we need for life and godliness. Brethren, we are not lacking anything. God has blessed us with this truth. And he's waiting upon you. The world is blinded. You see? I've heard Catholics, when the Catholics are burning, eh? they sing that song, that we on that day of the Lord. You see? But how are you raising? 
If you are a Catholic, you will raise up as a Catholic. The religious have lied people. Like the Protestants and the Catholics. When they are praying for people, they say, may his soul rest in eternal peace. Brother, sister, that one is not there. You either accept him now as your Lord and Savior and walk in his what? In righteousness or you perish. So this lie of the devil that will be prayed for the Bible says that as the tree Leans. That's how it falls. Amen. Mm. Let us read Ecclesiastes 11. Where the tree leans, when it falls, that's where it will fall. Ecclesiastes 11. From verse 3. If the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if the tree fall toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falleth, there it shall be. Amen. If the clouds are full of rain, the rain will fall down on the earth. It will not fall in heaven. Because according to gravity, the rain has to fall down. That is God's mechanism. And where the tree is leaning, if it is leaning east, when it falls, it will fall east. When it is leaning towards the west, or north or south, where it leans, that's where it falls. The same thing applies to us here. In this body, where you are leaning, when you die, that's how you go. If you are a child of God, and even if you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost. But you are crying before God. Oh Lord help me. Take away this habit from me. Lord fill me. The Bible says. Blessed are those ones who thirst and hunger. After righteousness. For they shall be filled. How are you taking the word of God? Are you pleading day and night for God to quicken your soul and fill you and transform your life and take away those habits? 
Or you are just a church goer. Just playing church. We see you here and yet your mind is far away. And yet your plans are quite different. So it depends where, where you are leaning. Jesus gave an example of two people who went to the temple to pray. And one of them was a Pharisee. And another one was, I think, a, a publican. And the Pharisee hit himself in the chest. He said, Lord, look at me. I tithe of everything that I give. I give offerings. Lord, I love you. But he says this publican, he went in the corner and he was crying to God. Oh Lord, have mercy upon me because I'm a sinner. Help me and change me. Have mercy upon me. He said of the two who went away justified. Are you like that publican? Crying to God. Pleading with him. Those two thieves on the cross. The Bible says that the one on the right. And the one on the left. And the one on the left. He said, but you used to save many. Why don't you save us also? And you save yourself. And the one on the right told him, don't you have fear of God? For us, we are here for a just cause. We are paying for the sins that we commit. But this is an innocent thing. Lord, will you remember me? From here. And Jesus told him. Right from here. Even tonight we shall be together in paradise. Are you crying like that man? Where are you, are you leaning to? Our prophet said. He said our theophanies. They influence us while we are still here on the earth. Either you are influenced with the fifth dimension. Or the sixth. How do you behave when you leave church? Here we are seeing you as a believer. But at school, back in the neighborhood, how do you behave? If you love pornography, or maybe blue movies. And you hide and you open your phone. Do you know that you are being influenced? 
by that fifth dimension he's pulling you if you come here to play church and when you are from here you act different do you know that you are being influenced the fifth dimension is influencing you and the moment you leave this body like this direct that's where you go but if you love the things of God you love the word of God you are seeking the face of God you are pleading with God the prophet says you are being influenced by the sick your theophan is beckoning you this is where you belong so it depends to where you are leaning now as you are in this body. Amen? He goes on to say, so if anybody hears me, I'm getting to be an old man. I don't know how much longer I've got. I'll soon be 55 years old. And I don't know, according to nature, I may not have too many years. When he spoke these words, he was just remaining with about 10 years. Because he died at 65. I don't know where this step will go. You see, the tape he was preaching. I don't know where this step will go. But let everyone here hearing this step. Or wherever it may go. Don't you ever forget this of the regions of the blessed. No, he says, ah, okay. Or wherever it may go, never go toward that region of the lost. You can't picture hell being that bad. And whatever you do, don't you ever forget this of the regions of the blessed. I would say this with St. Paul. Eyes have not seen, ear has not heard, neither could it enter the heart of man what God has in store for them that love him. He says, so stop. So stop. So. 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 If you are listening to the tape, turn the machine off and repent if you are not saved. And 
and get right with God. I'm saying this by first hand experience. As I, as I believe in my heart. And I say if the visions have deceived me. God be merciful to me for making a statement like that. But with the sincerity of my heart, knowing that not one of those visions ever failed, I believe that I have been in both places. Far be it from any human being to go on that road downward. Amen? He says, if you are listening to this, this step, and you have never accepted Christ, first stop it and repent of your sins. And I'm also telling you as your brother, if you are here and you have never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the time to give your life to Christ. This is the time not to play church. This is the time to be serious with this message and surrender to it. And cry to God until he has transformed your life. He experienced both places. With that place, the sixth dimension, he says there are no words to explain it. Somewhere he says you cannot say it is wonderful. It is beyond that. You can't say it's marvelous. You can't say it's sublime. There is no one in the dictionary which can describe what heaven is. And there is nothing that can describe the fifth dimension. That place of torment. Amen. Now Jesus, after he had finished his ministry, preached to those souls that were unsavable, that could not be saved. Now the Bible tells us that. He went and preached those souls that were in prison. That repented not. When mercy was given to them, they spanned mercy. And now they are waiting for judgment. Oh, what a time that must have been. I wish there was some way I could shake the world with that. To, to let them see what the reality is. And Jesus said himself, as the Father sent me, so send I you. Jesus preached to those souls. And now he has commissioned, the prophet is saying, he has also commissioned us. He commissioned the, the prophet to 
come and tell the world of what those regions are. Brethren, these are realities. But where are you standing this morning? Do you love God with all your heart? Have you surrendered all your life to him? Are you crying to him day and night? To have mass upon you? Without doing that, you have spanned the mass and the grace of God. God has been so kind and loving. That's why we should always pray for our loved ones. Always on the knees. Crying out for our children. Crying for our brethren. Who are captivated by that demon of religion. That denominational spirit. Whereby they feel they are safe there. We should always cry for such people that the Lord may have mercy upon them. The Lord bless you so much.